0: Amen. I got a question for you as we go to look at today's um, message. And I want you to, I hope you keep it in the back of your mind as I speak. How deep do you want to go with God? How deep do you want to go with God? How far are you willing? How many steps are you willing to take? How deep do you want to go with God? The deeper you go with God, the less you're going to struggle with you. He's going to be your strength. He's going to give you the ability to do what you need to do and what he calls you to do. How deep do you want to go with God? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that you, your Holy Spirit, you're already here. We've already asked you to come be with us and minister to us. Now, Father, I pray you take the words that are said today, your words especially, anoint them, bless them, speak deep into our spirits, and challenge us, Lord, call us with your love and your grace, the way only you can call us into that deeper relationship with you. So, Father, just again, we just look to you now, Lord, come, Lord Jesus, and each of us says, amen, amen. We have been looking and, uh, at uh, the idea of living with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, when you give your life to Christ, he says, well, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to be with you. He's going to be your counselor, your guide, your strength, your support. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to come to Christ. You have to believe in him and accept him. And when you do that, you become a different person, a new person. The Bible tells us that uh, in John 3, 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And this was, this was Jesus was talking to a man called Nicodemus, and he said in, in the, the verse before that in John 3, 5, except a man or a woman be born again, born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. You must be born again. So that's the first question: is that when we are coming and looking to go deeper with God, the first step is to come into relationship with Him, to accept Him. He's He's always drawing us. He's always calling us. And uh, if you're like me, you, you know you have that those times of resistance. But but when you bow your knee and you accept Him, then He is comes into your life, and he changes you. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you've had that experience, like I have, (laughs) which I really battled to come to that place back in the 80s, you become a new creature. And then you begin to walk with him and talk, and he talks to you, and, and you you get around Christian people, you get into a church, you get into a Bible study, you get into fellowship, and you begin to grow. But how deep do you really want to go? How far do you want to go with God? To live in the Spirit is to be born of the Spirit. That's that born-again experience. In Galatians 5:25. This has been the key, just one verse, the one line that I've been sort of meditating on. He says, uh, Paul writes, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. When we come to Christ, we're a new creature. His Holy Spirit comes and gives us new life. He begins to make us new. And everything is new. He says, uh, now I want you to live in the Spirit. This week, I want us to look at the idea of living in the Spirit and keeping in mind if I'm going to live in the Spirit, how deep do I want to go in the Spirit and how do I do it? How do I get there? Next week I want us to look at, once we've determined that we are truly committed to living in the Spirit, how do we walk in the Spirit? How does that look? And so this week living in the Spirit. And uh, I trust that God's going to challenge you to want to go deeper with Him So what's the difference between the old person before you come to Christ and the new person when you come to Christ, when he begins to do a work in you? Well, Galatians uh, chapter 5, it gives us a good picture. And actually, it's not a very pretty picture of the old life, but it is sure a good picture of the new life. When he says this, uh, he says, I say then in in chapter 5, verse 16 of Galatians, he said, this is what Paul writes. I say this, he says, walk in the Spirit, that's in this new life, in this deeper life that you're going to commit to today, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Remember, the old life is, is being crucified with Christ. You're no longer living, but Christ is living in you. And if that old life, that old life begins to percolate, be, begins to come to the surface, this is what it's going to look like says the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. It's, there's a battle going on in your mind and in your heart. And the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. There's a huge battle. We need the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to help us in that, to give us the strength. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. So to go deeper with God, go deeper and go closer, and living in the spirit The things of the flesh are going to be left on the shore, if you will, and the things of the spirit are going to begin to absorb you and and, and fill you. Now this is the works of the flesh, verse 19. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Sometimes whenever I read that, and then it gets, and the like, you know, because someone might be checking it off. Oh, no, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not that. And then it says, and the like. So whatever it is, it doesn't have to be in the Bible. You already know it, and the Lord will show it to you. But that's the old flesh, and that's where the battle comes in. And then he says, of which I tell you beforehand, as I've told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that's quite a challenge. We want to inherit the kingdom of God. We want to be kingdom people. We want to know when we die for sure that we're going to heaven. And so don't live like this. Live like what he's going to explain here this fruit of the new life, this this spirit-filled life, this deeper life, this these steps that you're going to take and be absorbed with, the things of God are the fruit of the Spirit, which is love and joy and peace, long-suffering, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now don't you want to be filled with that? Don't you want to feel, be filled with those qualities? Don't you want to be so... Uh, filled up like a a bucket of water, empty out the old, put in the new, and the new is what's described here. How much do you want? How deep do you want to go? How much of this do you want? How much gentleness, self-control? Then he says, against such things, there's no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So then he says, if we live in the Spirit... Let's also walk in the spirit. Well, I want us to talk about that living in the spirit. I believe all of us want to do that, but then that old battle of the old flesh, I, the things I know I should do, I don't do. I do the things that I don't want to do. And so then we come to church and we get around brothers and sisters in Christ, and we begin to begin to say, "I need prayer to, get, to, to do this. I need to be, to, to be able to get this thing right. And this is where we can go deeper and go deeper together the whole thing, we've been a new creature. It's the meaning of Christianity. That's what Christianity is, this new life. It is, it, it's the breath of a new nature. It's like God breathing into you life. It's the breath in my lungs. That's what we just sang about. And you, you're actually like, it's like you're translated, it's like a translation of, of, of your soul into a higher life. When you go deeper with God, you partake of a divine nature. God actually comes with his nature and, and gives you his nature and your nature is crucified. How deep do you want to go? Now, admittedly, it's a mystery, isn't it? Christianity is really a mystery. But as you begin to follow the word of God that gives us instruction into how to go deep, and you begin to say, I want to obey that, and I want to trust you in that, you begin to see the changes come in your life, and so do others around you. They see it in your countenance, in your smile on your face. You can't help it sometimes because you're not trying to put it on. It's not a mask you're wearing. It's the reality. You don't have to come to church wearing a mask. You come to church saying, this is who I am because I went deep this week. I got closer to him. Ezekiel describes it, and we've talked about this many times in in chapter 36, 26 through 29. He talks about a new heart, a new heart also will I give you, he says, and a new spirit will I put within you. And he says, and I will uh, put my spirit within you, his Holy Spirit, and I will cause you to walk. Now that's a little bit more for next week. But I'm going to cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. And so then the Bible also tells us in Galatians 2.20, which is in the same letter we just read from, now it's not we who live, but Christ who lives in us. When we give our lives to Christ, Christ comes in through this Holy Spirit that we hear about in the Bible that we don't need to be afraid of. And he's going to live in us. And we're going to draw from him through the Holy Spirit. Every moment, every light, all our life and all our health and all our joy and all our peace all comes from this new spirit that comes into your heart to change you, to convert you so you can truly be born again. And it's a wonderful thing. It's not living through the spirit, but living in the spirit. Living in the spirit. It's like he is the very element in, of our new existence. He's before us. He's behind us. He's beneath us. He's within us. He's beyond us. We're buried in him. And he is buried in us. Think of that. We're lost in him. Old language says we're encompassed with him, by him. Just like the air is all around us, he's all around us, and then he wants to fill us. The Holy Spirit of God that comes to us to give us new life. If we live in the Spirit, if we are living now by the Holy Spirit's power, different translations say, If the Spirit is the source of our life, since we live in the Spirit, is another translation, it's going to give you the ability to walk, but it's going to give you the preciousness of life, those things of the Spirit, the love, the long-suffering, the peace, the goodness, the kindness, the faithfulness. Don't you want that in in your friends? Don't you want that in your spouse? Don't you want that in you? To be a person that is absorbed and filled, not jealous, not with jealousies and outbursts of wrath and, and dissensions and envy and drunkenness and and all the like, but filled with the very qualities of heaven. Man, it's a mystery. But that's what he wants to do. And before Jesus left, he told the disciples. And it's recorded in Luke, it's recorded in each gospel, but in Luke 24, the second part of verse 9, he says, I want you to stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. I want you to stay, I want you to be still, I want you to be quiet, and I am going to clothe you with this supernatural power from on high. It's going to give you, he's going to give you the ability to do this power is the ability to do. You know, we often wonder about that. It sounds all kind of weird. You know, this Holy Spirit comes. It's like the sound of a violent wind. There's like tongues of fire it's resting on these disciples' head, and they all go out, and they think people think they're drunk. They think they're crazy. They're just so overwhelmed with this presence of God, the power of God. That old nature of theirs is done, and now they're empowered by this new thing, which is the Holy Spirit. Some of you read uh, A.W. Tozer, and he said the definition of that word power, it means the ability to do, the ability to live the Christian life. Don't you want that? See, and the deeper you go, the more of him is the greater the ability to do the things that God calls you to do. Don't you want that? And when we actually admit our weakness to get it done, God says, Now I can be your strength to get it done. It's in our weaknesses that He makes us strong. There's nothing wrong in the Christian life to say, I can't do it. That's good because you can't on your own, but you can with Him. Praise the Lord. So, how deep? How deep? You know, A.B. Simpson said, "Here is God's great secret: secret of holiness, not fighting sin, but being filled with God." How many of you fight sin? How many of you? I mean, the men have been doing a great study, and uh, today I understand the theme was anger, on dealing with anger, and we can walk out of that study as men and think, "Well, I got a handle on that now." I was telling Doug this earlier. I said, yeah, you come out, you go, yeah, I got, I got a handle on that, and then somebody gets in your face. And you're like, well, I don't know that it's gone as deep in me as it needs to be. And God wants to ask you how deep are you going to go because then when people do get in your face and you have struggled with anger, that anger is crucified, and now all of a sudden God fills you with, with, with patience and the ability to be quick to listen and slow to speak. The the ability to love someone that gets in your face and to know how to respond. It's not fighting sin, but being filled with God, filled with this power, filled with this ability to do. The ability to handle somebody coming at you. The ability to handle what might happen tomorrow. The ability to handle a, a phone call that says, these are the results of the tests we just did, and they're not good. And he wants us to be clothed with this power, clothed with this ability to do. And it's up, it, we are given a choice to decide how deep we will go, how far will we go. Well, the f- one thing that we've all done this morning, we committed to come in here. It shows a demonstration in our own spirit that we want to go deeper. We want more of what God has for us. And He says, then I'm going to give it. All you've got to do is make one step. Just put your toe in the water. Come on in now. Now, I want you to take you uh, just to help us understand this idea of going deep, of living in the Spirit. I want you to go to the Old Testament. I want you to go to Ezekiel. And I want you to go to chapter 47. And I'm going to read these verses. There are quite a few verses. But I hope and pray that it will give us an idea and it will challenge you and encourage you to go deep with God. No matter where you're at now, God wants to go and take you deeper. Ezekiel 47. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit at work, calling someone, us like us, to live in the Spirit. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east from the for, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. And he brought me out by way of the north gate and he led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. That's about 500 yards. And he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. So he takes him out. There's this water. And he takes him out 500 yards, and the water's up to his ankles. How deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to go? Again, verse 4, he says, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The water came up to my knees. Now he's gone another 500 yards. The water's up to his knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and he brought me through water and water came up to my waist. Woo, he's getting deeper. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed. How deep do you want to go? And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and he returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Everything will live wherever the river goes. How deep are you going to go in the water? Are you going to go 500 yards and get the water up to your ankles? Are you going to go another 500 and get it up to your knees? You're going to go 500 and get it up to your waist? You're going to go another 500 and swim in that river? Everywhere this river flows, everything lives. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit being poured out. This is a picture of the Holy Spirit of God being available. This is the picture of our, our decision to decide if I'm going to live in the Spirit, how deep am I going to go in my living in the Spirit? Am I going to remain in my Christian life, which we can do, by the way, ankle deep, or knee deep, or waist deep, or am i just going to say I'm all in and I'm going to go for a swim? Why would you drink out of a faucet? when you can dive in the river and swim, drink all you want. Be absolutely soaked in this river that gives life. Wherever the river, everything will live wherever the river goes. When Jesus met a woman at a well, and he asked her to pour her a drink, he says to this woman, he says, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. This, this picture of water, this picture of the river, this picture of the Holy Spirit been like living water, we have a decision to make. How deep am I going to go with God? If I'm going to live in the Spirit, I have a choice. I can live ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, or all in. I want all in. If we live in the spirit, which is living in Christ, and if so, in in this way where God gives us pictures of a river, he also gives us pictures in the Bible, visualizations of you can live in his word, and you can have a decision to make. How deep will I go in his word? Am I going to go ankle deep where I just look at a few psalms once in a while? Or am I going to go knee deep, waist deep, all in, and I am soaking myself in the Word of God? Those of us and those of you that soak in the Word of God, you are so much more filled with the fruit of the Spirit. It will be evident in your life, evident in the way you deal with people. Yesterday, we had a peacemaking conference here. We did some role-playing we talked about peacemaking isn't a checklist. It is a culture. It is a thing which we bury ourselves in because peacemaking is Christ. Christ is the Prince of Peace. He came to bring peace. He came to give us peace, and he wants us to be peacemakers. How m- strong of a peacemaker are we going to be at ankle depth? Knee depth, waist depth are all in. He wants us all in. How deep will you go? 500 yards, it's kind of a ways to go. I mean, we just went down to Colorado to visit our son. He lives at 8,000 feet. I walked up their little spiral staircase, and I was winded. It took me a few days to adjust. How deep will you go? It takes a little time. God's secret of holiness is not fighting sin, but being filled with God. And if you want to have less struggle with sin, go another 500 yards. Go another 500 yards and swim in that river. And watch what Jesus, the the promise of Jesus, the water I shall give him will become a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Don't you want that? The ability to do the ability to live. And the deeper you go, the better and stronger is the ability. Are you committed to going a little deeper? Like I said, the picture, the Bible gives us a picture. To live in the Spirit is to live in His Word. To live in this Bible, to live in His book. Listen, let me give you one more verse here. A couple of verses, just a couple. And we'll we'll finish with this. Psalm 1. You know this, some of you that study your word know this. Let me read it to you. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1, just the first three verses. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates, Day and night, he meditates. He absorbs himself. He he doesn't go 500 yards, 1,000 yards. He goes beyond 1,500 yards. He is swimming in this word. He's meditating in it day and night. And what does it say? He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Do you believe that? The ability to do soaked in his word, swimming in it, committed to it. Everything will live wherever the river flows. Verse 12 of Ezekiel 47 says this, "...along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail." They'll bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine, for healing. That's what Christ wants in us. That's what Christ wants the church to be. Christ wants the church to live in the spirit, to take 500 yards, 1,000 yards, 1,500 yards, start swimming, start soaking, start meditating, and all of a sudden, there'll be prosperity. I'm talking spiritual prosperity. I'm talking about the difference between the things of the flesh and the things of the spirit. All all by choice. It's his gift, but he has these promises for us. But he says, this is what you do. You just soak in me. Don't fight sin. Get in the water. Get in the river. I hope you can do it. I hope you can do it. Live in Christ. Live in his word. Live in his vine. Ask for the Holy Spirit to give you because that is the ability to do. Will you take those steps? First of all, you've got to commit your life to him. You've got to give your life to him. You've got to be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He wants us to be born again. A man must be born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then if you live like this, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven, but if you live like this, oh, you're going to be soaked and filled and full of the joy of the Lord. A joy unspeakable, the Bible says. Let's, 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 let's go for that as a church. Let's go for that. Let's be those peacemakers who sow in peace, and who raise a harvest of righteousness. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Do you have that life? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will live even though he dies. Don't you want to live? In 1 John five twelve, he says, he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Do you have the Son of God? And then once you have the Son of God, how deep will you go to have the ability to do? I want to call you to do it. Call you in the water. Call you in the river with me. Let's go together. Let's do it together. Let's go for a swim. Father, in the name of Jesus, just give this word to you today and trust that you have spoken to each one of us. Trust, Lord, that we will live this week and just say, Lord, I want to go deeper. Lord, I know I went went about 100 yards. I want to go 500. I want to get ankle deep to begin with. I will want to go knee deep, waist deep, and I'm ready to dive in. I pray that we will be people when we're asked how deep we want to go, we'll say, I want all in. I want all in because I want all of him in me. I want me to die and him to live. I choose to go to him as an empty vessel, confessing my sin, and say, Lord, I, I don't want that old life. I want all that new life. I want a river to flow from within me and out, right out of my, right out of my soul, my ears, my, my mouth, my everything, Lord. I pray that for each one of us. I trust that's our, our prayer as well. Bless this word today in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Let's stand.